on the Marquette University Golden Eagles Sports Network. From Learfield, live from Dave & Buster's, welcome to the Marquette Basketball Hour, brought to you by Office Depot, the official office product supplier for Marquette University, and by Marquette Athletics Champion Partners, Advocate Aurora Sports Help, Meyer, Pepsi, and Wintrust, Wisconsin's Bank, the official bank of Marquette University. Now, here is your host, Jen Lada. Sitting here next to head coach Shaka Smart of your Marquette Golden Eagles. Coach, you notice anything different about the crowd as the season has gone on here at our friend Dave & Buster's? I told Sean when I walked in, I said, everybody's here to see you. No, no, that's not true. The parking lot was full. When I pulled in, I was like, oh, I think we're going to have a really good crowd. People all the way to the back wall this evening, stretching to every wall here on the left and the right. We got a lot of very excited Marquette fans out here tonight and really everywhere, Coach, because you guys are the Big East champions outright. First time in program history. You've got that title to yourself. How does it feel? Well, you know, the interesting thing about when you're still in the midst of the season is, um, you know, you, you, you want to enjoy accomplishments, whether it's individual games or, you know, winning the championship. But you, you also have another game coming pretty quick, so you, you want to stay focused on uh, being in the frame of mind necessary to be successful in your next game. So really grateful. I mean, that, that's, that's always been kind of the prevailing feeling uh, for me since I've been here at Marquette. Uh, grateful for the guys we have on our team. Grateful for our fans. Uh, grateful to be at Marquette. You know, it's a place that, uh, you know, says that it values leadership, excellence, faith, and service, and does. And, you know, that's, it, that's a pretty cool thing to be at a place that's about what it says it's about. Our friends here at Dave & Buster's are wheeling a cart out. Those look like milkshakes to me. Do y'all yeah. have, are those well, championship we got, milkshakes? We got to share the milkshakes with everybody. Are we so. giving championship we, milkshakes to everyone here tonight at the Marquette Basketball Hour at Dave & Buster's? Absolutely. We sure yeah. are. These milkshakes are for you guys. Thanks for celebrating with us all season long. And why are we doing milkshakes, Coach? Because I saw on social media y'all gathered together enjoying some treats. And then I heard you guys have done that every road game of this season. We have. Yeah, there's a history behind it that goes back several years, but just to make it, make it a shorter story, um, if we win on the road, uh, we, we celebrate with a milkshake because one of the things that I've learned over the years in coaching is winning road games is hard. It is not easy to go on the road into a hostile environment um, and, and find a way to win. So anytime our team goes on the road and wins – we get a milkshake. And so, uh, you know, this year our first road win was, was at Notre Dame. And, you know, after that game, it's, it's milkshakes. We have, you know, Maddie on our staff finds a place to order them from. And, uh, you know, we have them for the guys right after we get done with everything in the locker room. Uh, but this uh, last road game was a special one, of course, against Butler. And, uh, you know, we, we had kind of planned out if we were able to win the game, we were going to have milkshakes at a specific spot with a bunch of Marquette stuff all over, and we were going to bring the trophy in there, and that's exactly what we did. It was an awesome scene. I'm so glad you all shared with us on social media. 72-56, the final score, but of course the bigger part of that, obviously the game was important, but it is you guys clinching that Big East title. You guys talk about no finish line, and I know you just mentioned you got a game on Saturday, that's important, and then you will start the Big East tournament. So what is the mindset of your team right now 
atop the mountain right now in the Big East. You get that first round by. How are you managing these different emotions that these guys that are swirling around your well, guys? I, I want to answer your question. But I want to say one other thing about the milkshakes as they're being passed out right now. One thing you notice about a milkshake if you get it after a road win. It just tastes better. You know, it's, it just tastes a little bit better when you get it after a road win. So uh, enjoy those shakes tonight. But um, our emphasis, first and foremost, for Saturday is on celebrating our senior day. We don't have any seniors that are in our, you know, our rotation of nine guys, but we do have uh, two seniors on our roster in, in uh, Zach Reitzel and Mike Kennedy. Two guys that are, you know, finishing their college careers and two guys that have been valuable contributors in different ways to our team. So, um, you know, one thing that I think I told you, we change up our theme every game. But one thing that will never change is the theme of the game for our last home game will always be seniors. And that is because uh, there's nothing more important then your senior day, your senior night, and kind of going out the right way. Uh, so we want to honor those guys in the right way. It's a really important game. Obviously, with St. John's coming in here, they've got a talented team. They've got some guys that, you know, played really well against us last time out at their place. And, uh, you know, we're excited about just the opportunity to, to finish up the regular season. It's hard to believe we only have one more game in Fiserv Forum. It's been such an awesome home court atmosphere. And we're excited the game's already sold out. Uh, we're trying to break that record, Jen. We, we need one more person somehow to find their way into the building <laughs> than last time. Uh, we need the fire marshal to look the other way. But uh, it, it's meaningful to us. Uh, to have that type of support and that type of environment behind us. And as the show goes on, we will talk about the uniqueness of facing Butler, facing St. John's, and then, oh, by the way, the winner of that matchup being who you will play in your first game in the Big East Tournament. But we got to take a break here on the Marquette Basketball Hour, uh, Marquette Basketball at Dave & Buster's. And if you're looking for an exciting night out, check out Dave & Buster's, where you can enjoy happy hour specials, the Wow Wall, the all-new Million Dollar Midway, and milkshakes. Tonight, at least. Eat, drink, play, watch sports at Dave & Buster's. So much more with Shaka Smart, head coach of your Marquette Golden Eagles, right after this. Marquette Basketball Hour, Marquette Thursdays at Dave & Buster's, and we have quite the crowd here tonight to celebrate the top team in the Big E. Shock Smart hanging out with me here. I guess Sean Jones is over there playing Papa Shot. We'll have to get his score when we talk to him a little bit later in the show. Marquette Athletics appreciates all the local businesses that support their program. At this time, we'd like to highlight our champion-level partners, Advocate Aurora Sports Health, Pepsi, Meyer, and Wintrust. Thank you so much for your generous support. We are Marquette. Coach, you got a heck of a heck of a haul here in front of you. Obviously, you have the game on Saturday, and then you will travel to New York. What are the travel plans for when y'all will go there? How much will you be here? And then I want to talk about managing that schedule because this will be the first time this season when you guys have the potential of playing back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back games. And I know we don't want to look too far in advance, but do you start managing workloads and whatnot now in advance of that? You always say, I know you don't want to look too far in advance, and then you ask me about too far in advance. <laughs> um, You're on to me. Our focus is 1,000% right now on Saturday and preparing to do everything we can to, to go out on the right foot. Um, 
against St. John's in the regular season. Uh, as it relates to the Big East tournament, uh, we typically leave two days before we play. Um, so with us having a bye, we would leave on Tuesday. Uh, we would fly out there. We'd get there Tuesday evening and, uh, you know, just kind of start our preparation. On Wednesday, there's some different obligations that we have media-wise. Um, one of the things that, that, uh, that I really like to be able to do when we go out there is to have uh, the players be able to have a players-only dinner uh, at Carmine's, which is uh, in an old, uh, I'm sure a lot of folks have been there, old Italian restaurant um, in Manhattan that uh, it's, it's like family-style food. It's a ton of food. They give you so much. And, you know, the guys, it's a, it, I've done it with other teams. It's a real blast for them to just spend time and break, break bread together. So we'll do that when we get there. Um, we'll practice, obviously, on Wednesday out there. And then uh, on Thursday, we'll, we'll play. You mentioned having a theme for every single game. What was the theme against Butler this past week, and how did you see your guys executing the theme? Our theme against Butler was Respect 94, and that's uh, one of our cultural principles in our culture document. Um, the reason we chose that theme is I, I didn't feel like we played <clears throat> the second half of the DePaul game, the game before, um, with the appropriate level of respect for the game or the opponent that we needed to. As you know, we were up 21 points at halftime and didn't play as well in the second half as we did in the first half. And DePaul deserves a lot of credit. They really showed great fight. Um, but we really want to emphasize, hey, if we want to go on the road and win against Butler, we're going to have to show uh, a great deal of respect for what goes into winning, a great deal of respect for Butler, their players, um, you know, what makes them dangerous, and then take it away. You know, it, it's, it's not about over-respecting anyone. It's about understanding what they can do and then try to take it away. And I know you were very intentional about how you guys celebrated not only that win, but what that win meant for your team. How did you do that? Uh, well, we, we went down. The, the locker room there, the setup is it's downstairs from the gym. Um, and I don't know, it's just a big deal to me. Like, I didn't want to um, disrupt any, anything that they had going on there or, uh, you know, be disrespectful in any way. So our guys were great about it. Um, you know, they were clearly happy on the court, and there was a lot of hugs and uh, high fives and, and, you know, some interviews that we did. But then when we got downstairs, um, you know, they, they had a classroom picked out, and we went – into the classroom again i guess the guys wanted to throw water on me so they had a big gatorade thing that they threw on me that was really cold um but there was a big celebration and you know the guys were just so happy and elated it was it was somewhat odd because you know we had clinched the share of, of, of the conference uh the last game but you know Oso said it best like you don't want to share it you know you, you want to have it all to yourself particularly with the fact that it's never been done here before to have, you know, an outright Big East regular season championship. So um, the guys, they really, I, I was glad they really allowed themselves to enjoy the moment. Our coaching staff, you know, jumped in and enjoyed the moment. And uh, so we had a great celebration down there, and then we went and got our milkshakes after that. And you had told us, I think it was last week or the week prior, that your wife had given you a little bit of a hard time for the way you had celebrated in a previous win. Did you have that in the back of your mind as you were celebrating this victory? Uh, I mean, she's always on me about that because I, I, I've never been the greatest. Uh, as soon as the game gets done, I'm telling you, like, I'm just thinking about the next game. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like a sickness because 
you know, you need to appreciate. And actually, Thad Mata grabbed me, and I appreciate this advice from him because he's coached a team that played in the national championship and then another team that played in the Final Four when he was at Ohio State. And he grabbed me before the game. He said, listen, make sure you enjoy this team um, because I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have when I had um, really good teams. Um, and so, you know, I, I tried to be intentional about that. I, one of the things I've learned over the last couple of years is the example that I kind of put out to the guys, even if it looks like they're not watching, they really, really pay attention and know. So I, I probably smiled and, and enjoyed it more than, than, than I, I normally would have or, or have in the past. And um, at the same time, you know, we just got into March. You know, it's March 2nd today. And uh, there's so much ahead of us that, that, that we're excited about going after. I call that the plight of the climber. Like, and I think what I, what I visualize is like you're on a ladder. You know, when you're climbing a ladder, you can only look up and you don't, you know, you just try to keep climbing. And so what ends up happening is you don't appreciate the rung that you're currently on and the work that it took to get to that rung that you're on. So I try to be intentional about that as well. It's like, wow, remember when you wanted what you currently have? Yeah, you know, it's not even so much that to me, Jen. It's that what I appreciate is I get to go home after this and watch tape on St. John's and figure out how... Oso Iguodaro can play well against Joel Soriano. And, you know, I, I appreciate, like, the actual journey itself. And then typically when you win, um, I know this sounds crazy, but it's a little anticlimactic because the, 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 the best part of it is being in the fight. And, you know, I told our guys today, when our season ends, and our season could end in a variety of ways, but regardless of our, how our season ends, that for me, for sure, and I think for a lot of our guys, just because of the makeup of our team, there'll be a mini depression, you know, for a short time because you don't really have that next game or that next battle to go look for. But then a couple of days pass, and you look at the calendar, and you say, well, it's 200 and whatever days until our next game, and then you start figuring out, you know, what's next. Hanging out with Shaka Smart here at uh, Dave & Buster's for the Marquette Basketball Hour, Marquette Thursdays at Dave & Buster's. Let's talk about Tyler Kolick because, my goodness, he is somebody that is so easy to root for. Not different or not unlike many of your guys, but Big East Player of the Week, yet again, we learned today that he is on the Oscar Robertson Trophy late season watch list. What an accomplishment that is to be included with all of those great players. And he has been a force for you guys. It feels like more and more as each week and each game goes on. How do you explain that progression, that evolution of Tyler Kolick? His confidence is just really, really growing. It's exciting to watch. Uh, you see this with players as they get to certain points in their career and they, they, they maybe hit a sticking point where it's, it, it's like it's taking some time, but then they get over it and the confidence just grows by leaps and bounds. And it's so exciting to watch with Tyler because you're not going to find a guy who puts in more work. You're not going to find a guy who feels worse when the team doesn't do as well or he doesn't do as well as he expected to do. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think he would mind me sharing this, but when we lost to UCLA last year, I believe he was 0 for 7 from the field. We got annihilated, and he was being killed on social media. I mean, there was fans just so critical of him, saying he couldn't play at this level, and why is he here? And uh, There was a lot of negativity about him, and he was literally 
laying on the bathroom floor crying. And that's a very, very personal thing to a basketball player. And I'm sure there was a lot of doubts and questions in his mind. But now here we are, you know, a year and two months later. And I believe he should be player of the year in our league. You know, you can't vote for your own players. But I I certainly can advocate for them. And, you know, we won the league and he's been the best player on our team. So to me, it's that simple. Well, a full circle moment then, because I did read after the Butler game, he was on the floor in tears, and I mean, he, yes. believe he means on the floor. <laughs> it, was it in the locker room? Was it on no, the court? No, it was on was the it? court. Yeah. It was on the court. It, that's so much fun to watch different guys' reaction. Uh, most of the guys, it was just, just elation and happiness, but Tyler was like overcome emotionally for a little bit. Tears of joy. And again, he's put in so much work. Um, you know, there's been some trials and tribulations. There's been... Even times where some of his older teammates questioned him last year. And I'm like, are you guys out of your mind? Do you know how good this guy is? Um, But, you know, different people see things at different times. So uh, I'm happy for him. And it's a great lesson for our younger players. You know, Sean Jones is back there. He's just getting started with his career. And it's a Tyler Kolick's in his third year. It's a great lesson. Like, if you stick with this thing, and you keep improving and you keep investing in your team, you keep investing in your game, you believe in yourself, you trust your teammates, they, they trust you, same thing with your coaches, you can continue to grow and develop and advance, and this is the way that it should be. So I'm really, really proud of him, and you know we're not done yet. We've got a lot of work left to do, and, and I know Tyler feels like he's got a lot left to prove. We talk a lot about Marquette's defense and how it can lead to offense, and I've just been noticing over the last few games what David Joplin has been doing for you guys on the defensive side of the floor. Five steals, eight deflections. That earned him deflection champion at Butler, and it just feels like his confidence is also growing. Now, you have said that he's a confident guy, right? Like, that's not something that's ever really well, lacked for him. Offensively. Offensively, he's confident. He's confident in his shooting. He's confident in his scoring. Uh, but we told him, we said, that, Jop, this has got to be the best stance and talk game of your season uh, to this point. Obviously, we're going to ask him to top it <laughs> in the next game. But in the Butler game, we said, hey, you've got to be phenomenal in those two areas. And I'm so proud of him. He, you could see it from the beginning. Like, he had a pop about him, an energy about him. And it was like, when he looks like that, hey, we need him in the game. And then, lo and behold, he has five steals in the first half. He was just all over the place. And he's not a guy that normally you talk about or think of that way. Um, I'm just so excited to see what he did. Eight eight deflections. He was our deflection champion, which is huge. And uh, hopefully he can draw on that in future games. You seem to be somebody who, I know we've talked about some of the books that you're reading or some of the people who have influenced the way that you coach and the way that you mentor these young men, but I was told that you were staying at one of the main hotels in Indianapolis where there were either players or coaches affiliated with the NFL Combine. Yeah. So that gave you the opportunity to kind of rub elbows and have conversations with some people. Who'd you see? What'd you learn? It was really cool. I, I won't say their names because I, I don't want uh, to do that, but I, was, I got the chance to spend time with uh with three guys that are nfl coaches uh two of them one of them's a current head coach one of them is a former head coach that coached in the super bowl um and those guys were all there getting ready for the combine and so i was with russ roush our mental skills guy who's phenomenal and he, he he also works with those guys in different ways and so we sat down and i i was like Tell me what you ask these guys at the combine. Because I, I, the combine is fascinating because they're measuring 
obviously physical characteristics, but they're also trying to get a glimpse into who these guys are mentally, emotionally, what is their competitive makeup. So I asked them, what kind of questions do you ask? And, and they gave me some good stuff. It, it, it was really, really helpful and um, met some new friends. So I, I hope to be able to stay in touch with those guys. That's become a bit of a debate over the last few years. Um, you heard that Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff were not going to the Combine this year. They were going to spend time on scheme and working on stuff, some stuff inside the building. But the debate is how much can you learn at the Combine when so much of the skill stuff is on video and you can watch that like y'all break down film any other way. But I think you're saying that there is a value to being able to sit face to face with somebody. You can get an idea for who they are, what drives them and those sort of things. Yeah, I mean, I never uh, have drafted a guy in, in the NFL or the NBA. So they would, those guys would know better than me. I do know in recruiting, there is nothing as powerful as sitting across the table from someone and just asking them questions. And not only listening to their response, but seeing their eyes and their body language and their facial expressions. For instance, I love to ask a guy this, what's your favorite thing about the game? What's your favorite thing about playing basketball? And it's fascinating what you hear. Um, and then another one I like to ask is, what's your favorite thing about being on a team? Because you really get a sense for you know, how that, what they value. And if they don't say my teammates and the relationships that I have with them, yeah, it might not be for us because that's our number one core value. Shaka Smart hanging out with us here at Dave and Buster's here in Wauwatosa. We're going to take a break from the show. Sean is going to join us when we come back. Shaka is going to mingle a little bit. Maybe taste a milkshake. Tell me how it stacks up against the one you guys. Probably not as good just because those victory milkshakes, right? I only, I only, I'm a very strict diet. Um, so I only drink uh, milkshakes on the road. I thought you were going to tell me you were superstitious as well and having a milkshake. Well, that too. That <laughs> having too. a milkshake. I had my milkshake after, after the Bucks Exactly. Game. Not having We've a got a, obviously we don't do it after home games. We will do it on a, in a neutral environment. So uh, we're going to have to win in New York to get another milkshake. All right, guys. We'll take a break here on the Marquette Basketball Hour. Be right back after this. We are live at Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa for the Marquette Basketball Hour. Marquette Thursdays at Dave and Buster's. The future of Marquette Basketball, as you guys can tell, is very bright. Get in on the excitement with a season ticket deposit today. Go to gomarquette.com backslash deposit. gomarquette.com backslash deposit. Sign up before March 4th for a chance to win a signed Shaka Smart Basketball. All right, sitting here next to me is Sean Jones. Sean, it is good to meet you, buddy. Congratulations. Look it. He's telling me you got to put your mic. There you go. Put right. your mic up by your mouth so we can hear you. All right. All right. So, so first of all, big win, obviously, uh, at Butler the other day. Coach was telling how you guys kind of moved the celebration off the court into the locker room out of respect for the opponent. What did that mean to you guys to know that your coach cared about not really rubbing it in the face of your opponent, even though you guys had this incredible accomplishment? Um, it just shows the leader that Coach Shaka is to us, you know, um, like the class we have, the class we get from him and just the things he preaches every day. What has this Marquette experience been like for you? I bet it's been a bit of a whirlwind, right? Like you're new on campus, not what, a year ago, less than a year ago, and here you guys are Big East champions. What's this whole thing been like? Uh, it's been nothing less of amazing, to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, we put in hard work all the time, and just to see it pay off has been really nice for us. What is the jump from playing high school basketball to playing college basketball? To me, it feels like the most extreme difference you can ever imagine. Um, 
ironically, has been the speed of the game, um, the pace, and just what you just what ha- do having to do the little things and like boxing out every play. <laughs> <laughs> just the little things not taking plays off right yes, I mean sometimes yes, yes. depending on who's supposed to get the ball in a play in high school you can kind of take a play off and right. the p- speed and the pace doesn't allow for that no it doesn't and I think Shaka was talking today about um, how you guys are you switch a lot right and so everybody has to be able to defend everybody and there are times when a guy like you <laughs> will get kind of lost in the trees a little bit talk to us about those experiences and how that's uh, part of the learning curve um you know, we just every day in practice we talk about you just got to battle, you know. So whoever I'm guarding, I'm just going to battle. And I know if I get beat or if I get ducked in too much, my teammates are going to have my back. Sean Jones joining us here on the Marquette Basketball Hour live from Dave & Buster's. Um, you dealt with a wrist injury earlier this year. And sometimes when guys are nursing an injury and not on the court, uh, even in practice, they see the game differently. Did that offer you a different perspective at all? Did you learn anything about the team, the game, or maybe even yourself while you were able to sit out and watch? Um, honestly, I sat out for about – I sat out three games. And sitting out it just made me realize how much I miss practicing with my team, honestly. And being out there with my team, being out there to go out, just be out, being able to go out and compete with them. And I didn't get that same experience from the sideline. You know, I was still happy and cheering for everything, but it's a different experience when you get to go in the game. Coach was just talking about how he uh, would ask certain questions of guys on the recruiting trail. What do you remember about being recruited by Shaka? I remember uh, he's the same exact person from when he was recruiting me. Um, the energy he always had on the phone was amazing. And he always expected the same thing out of me, like receptive <laughs> energy. He's always been a very energetic guy, and that's one thing I know is really him. He's not a facade. And it's obviously a principle <laughs> of the program with those EGBs and affecting EGB. people negatively, or positively rather, as right. you go on. So he said one of the things he would ask his recruits is, what do you love about the game? So I'll give you that question now. You're on the recru- he's on the recruiting trail. He's sitting in your living room, and he asks you, Sean, what do you love about this game? Um, I actually love the thrill I've been getting since I literally started playing around seven years old. Love to get thrill, love the team aspect of the game, love building relationships, and I just love the game of basketball. Sean Jones joining us here on the Marquette Basketball Hour live at Dave & Buster's. I've got a list of things here. It says, if you could have witnessed one sporting event, what would it be? What's the one sporting event that you wish that you could have witnessed? Um... 2012 NBA Finals. It would have to be that event. 2012 NBA Finals. So who was that? That was the Heat and the Thunder. Yeah. Um, I would say that one because I just loved all the players we were playing. You know, the young Harden, young KD, young Russell versus prime Braun and D-Wade. I just really wish I could have been at that. I see here that Russell Westbrook is your favorite player in the NBA. What do you like about his game and the way he carries himself? Um, I kind of, I just grew up loving Russell Westbrook, to be honest. Um, I love how he was just, like, everywhere all the time. Uh, his mentality was always just to try and help his team win. And, you know, everybody loves the way he dunks. I, I, took, I loved that from a young age, just the way he was so explosive. I love these opportunities we have here on the Marquette Basketball Hour with players coming out every week. We get a chance to know you a little bit better and not just be a guy running around there on the court or sitting on the, on the bench uh, cheering guys on. But is there a guy in the league that you think you like idolize or, or try to mimic your game after? Is there somebody who you think is similar to the style of play or style of player you want to be? Style of player I want to be, I would have to say, uh, Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul. Yeah, I love Chris Paul's game. And he's just a player. I think any guy that's on the smaller end of the spectrum should watch Chris Paul and try to learn from Chris Paul. I got it, I got it. There you go. <laughs> we want to hear all this stuff that you have to say. We keep having to adjust Sean's mic here at yeah. Dave and Buster's. Um, I heard that you are very close with your mom and that she travels to a lot of the games. She's pretty active on Twitter. She posts videos of you. What does it mean to your success to have somebody like that in your corner? Um, it's always been a huge factor in my, in my basketball period. Um, having my mom just, she encouraged me all the time and having her document my basketball journey has just been incredible for me. Can you hear her when she's at Pfizer Forum? Can you can you pick your mom out of the crowd? No? No, it's, it's too loud to do it. I used to be able to hear her in high school, but no. Does she no. have like a go-to cheer? she have a go-to thing she'd say when she was rooting for you? Not a go-to cheer, but she would have go-to critiques. <laughs> what, does she still have go-to critiques? Like after Pro a game, can you expect mom to like send you a little... Uh, Little yes. scouting report from the game. Uh, yes, I can expect the call all the time. Um, in high school, after a game, I could expect a speech. So when I got to my junior year, senior year of high school, I uh, got a car and all that. So I wouldn't even go home for a minute because I would hear speeches. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's making you laugh <laughs> thinking yeah. about those. Yeah, it was good. It was fun times. Now I think about it. And it probably played a big role in you uh, being good enough to get to this level and continue improving your game. Uh, I've got the culture document here that you guys all have, and I know this is obviously very important to Shaka, and it uh, it guides everything that you and your teammates do. What do you think is the most important tenet that Shaka encourages or that Shaka wants you guys to appreciate? I know there are three things that really identify or connect with the whole Marquette mentality, Marquette basketball mentality. Mm, I think we value relationships is like, I think that's my. I think that I would choose that as the one. We value relationships because I think that's just something that we harp on every day. It's our relationships and how we feel about each other, and it's something we go back to all the time. Like, literally, um, maybe fans or people spectating the game, they may have something that they think was wrong first half, but we're in the game, we're in the uh, locker room, talk about our energy, and we're talking about how we felt about each other and stuff like that, and it literally helps us play better. So I think that's a big factor. Relationships, growth, victory, obviously those are three things that are so super important to Shaka and to this team. All right, I know that you don't want to look too far ahead, and Shaka called me out on that before, but I got to ask questions, you know, because I don't get to see you guys again. This is our last show. One of the spots for the first round of the tournament is Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio is your hometown. What would it mean to you to play NCAA tournament games for Marquette University in your hometown. That would mean a lot, you know, just because I get a lot of love from my hometown still, so to be able to play in front of people from my hometown would just be incredible for me. There are a couple of times this year where Shaka has said he could tell that the nerves were getting the best of you and your teammates early on, right? Because either there was something heavy at stake or you guys, you know, this was a must-win type of situation for you. How do you think your nerves would be? in front of a crowd like that where you know it would be stacked with people who have watched you play for years? I think it would be all right. I think I would be all right, you know, just trying to win, do what I can to help the team win. And I think, you know, my, I know my teammates will help me, and I know we would be ready, so I will be fine. It would be very exciting. We're obviously excited to see where Marquette lands in the, uh, in the seedings for the NCAA tournament, but you guys have one more game on Saturday to get through and the Big East tournament before that. Let's talk about Papa Shot. 
because mm. we make you guys shoot on the Papa Shot here at Dave and Buster's. I've got the list of scores here in front of me. Mm. Did you do the Papa Shot, Sean? Yeah, I did as soon as I got here. And how did it go? Uh, I got I got 32. It was all right. 32? That's pretty good. That puts you in the top four here. All right. right? Tyler had all 42. Right. Jop had 38. Cam had 33. You had 32. Chase had 26. Stevie had 25. Do we even want to talk about Oso's number? <laughs> That's real rough, right? Oso got 20. <laughs> It's all good. You guys give it's your you guys good. give each other a hard time about stuff like that. Maybe not this specifically, but you were talking about relationships and how well you all get along. I know sometimes that means you guys can kind of needle each other a little bit too, right? Yeah, um, it's all love, but you know, there's always a lot of trash talk going on. But it's all love at the end of the day. Usually between uh, also Stevie, they they go back and forth a lot, but they love everybody loves each other to a certain amount so we always just joke and laugh but it's cool all the time you've talked about relationships growth obviously is something we have touched on where have you grown the most in your time at marquette in the marquette basketball program mm, where have i grown the most i would just say my the mental aspect of um, being a college student and athlete so just my mental my mental um and my mental is what i think i've grown the most to be honest I know a lot of people have made a big deal about how Marquette was picked to be ninth in the Big East. You smirk when you hear that. Right. Um, and we all know what Tyler Kolick said when he was presented with that bit of information, right? Right. Bleep him. In what way has he been, <laughs> well, that's what he said, in what way has he been a strong uh, leader for the squad and helped you guys get to where you are? Um, you know, Tyler's always been leading by example, you know, since I've got here in the summer. Tyler's just been a really hard-working guy. He's always in the gym. He's always pushing other people to get better. He's always, he's going to tell you what you need to hear. So, you know, with his, the way he's been leading by example this whole season and this whole time I've been here has been extraordinary for us. So let's say you were talking to the voting committee, the people who vote on Big East Player of the Year, and your guy is getting some consideration for that. What would be your campaign? What would be your pitch as to why Tyler Kolick deserves to be Big East Player of the Year? I mean, you can either turn on the TV or you can just look at the stats. To be honest, that's all I would say. It's all there. It's all there. But I appreciate your perspective on his leadership as well since you're in the locker room with him, you're on the practice court with him, and you obviously have gotten to see firsthand what a great guy he is. Sean Jones hanging out with us here on the Marquette Basketball Hour live at Dave & Buster's. We appreciate you hanging out with us, pal. We'll talk to you again soon, and good luck in this stretch of the final month or so of the season. Appreciate you having me. All right, we'll take a break here from Dave and Buster's, but we roll on with the Marquette Basketball Hour right after this. We're back here on the Marquette Basketball Hour, live at Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. I hope everybody is enjoying those milkshakes out there, those championship milkshakes, because technically we're on the road, right? We're not at Marquette currently. We're not at Pfizer Forum. Rejoined by head coach of your Marquette Basketball Golden Eagles, Shaka Smart. Hey, Sean was great. What a nice young man. And sometimes young you forget man. how young they are when you see them out there on the court doing their thing, running around. But this is a heck of a transition going from high school ball a year ago to playing in the Big East now. Incredibly challenging transition. That's why most freshmen don't play. Uh, but our three freshmen, they deserve a ton of credit in that they've kind of found their way into our rotation. They're contributing to their team. Uh, they've been selfless teammates. They've learned a great deal. They've gotten better over the course of the season. Let me tell you a quick story about Sean Jones. He is someone that um, young players have incredible respect for um, because of all the things that he can do 
on the basketball court at his size. Never had this happen before, but I was on the phone with, at the time, a recruit. He's now a signee, Al Amadou, one of our three incoming guys. So at the time, we're recruiting Al, and I said, Al, you kind of were a late comer to the game of basketball. What made you start playing? And he said, well, I was watching YouTube, and I, I really got into watching guys on YouTube, and that really gave me a love and a passion for the game. I said, well, who, who are you watching? He said, well, Sean Jones. I said, what? He said, no, Sean Jones on your team, Sean Jones. <laughs> and so that's the first time I've ever heard uh, from a recruit that he started playing because of a guy who was currently on our team. Um, you know, and, but it, it tells you about the excitement and the energy that Sean brings to the game and how much people enjoy watching them. One of the things that you talked about today in your media availability was how you guys play a five-man defense and how sometimes smaller and younger guys can get caught on the switch because you're asking everybody to switch, right? So how do you have him manage and navigate those type of situations that come, can pop up during a game? Uh, it's complicated. I, I got asked that question earlier today, and, and uh, I, I gave a very short answer. You'd have to come watch us practice probably multiple times to have a full understanding of everything that we're trying to do. And then when you get in the game, what happens in, in the reality of live, full-speed action is not always exactly perfect. So guys just have to keep flying around. The reality is sometimes you're going to have a smaller guy get switched onto a taller guy, you know, like Kalkbrenner from, from Creighton, who's seven foot two. Um, so you have to make sure you give him a lot of help. You've got to put a lot of pressure on the ball so they can't pass it exactly where they want to pass it. And then you just got to, you know, you got to play with great intensity and fly around. At the same time, you don't want to make that switch every single time down the court because it's going to put you in a, a, a tough spot. So, Sean, there's a play that Sean made uh, against UConn in our first game, our home game against UConn, that I'll never forget. They had this kid clinging that came off the bench, and he was seven foot two. Uh, freshman, unbelievable size, and uh, he was just dominating in that game. If I remember, he was correctly. dominating. No, he was phenomenal. He had a great twenty points, ten rebounds. At one point, they threw the ball up to him, and Sean Jones climbed the ladder. I mean, he went up and up and up and up. This guy's seven two. Sean Jones, you know, five eight, five nine, and he went and he tipped that ball away and stole the ball. And it was, it was just a phenomenal play. Uh, so he's got that in him. I'll tell you, he had a breakaway in practice today. He got a steal in practice, and Cam Jones was running back and trying to make a play on the ball, and Sean Jones went up and dunked the ball. And so this is the type of athleticism that he has. Um, and, you know, as he keeps continuing to improve and learning this level, he's only going to get better and better. Fans can't talk enough amongst ourselves about you guys being the sixth-ranked team in the nation, about you guys being the Big East regular season champions. And as you can hear, there's excitement surrounding all of that. But this is relatively early in your time at Marquette. I know it's not early in your career as a head coach. So did you expect to have this type of success this early in this time? Or when you're building a roster, did you say, we can really be something in year, I don't know, three? And this is ahead of schedule when it comes to kind of how you plan this all out. No, I, I don't really put expectations on exact number of wins you're going to get or when you're going to win a championship or when you're not. Because if I did, I mean, we're trying to win every game. I mean, there's no game that we go into. There's no season that we go into 
that we're not planning to have success. Now the other team is too. And so for us, we put all of our expectations on to culture. Culture is how we act, interact, and respond. And so in year two, we want our culture, how we act, interact, and respond to be stronger than it was in year one. And it is. Our guys have made significant progress. We have better leadership. Leadership's the ability to make those around you better. Tyler Kolick is better at making people better. Oso Iguodaro is better at making people better. Um, and in year three, we want to continue to grow and develop. But we're not on year three yet. We're in year two. And so it's important to be in the moment. And uh, our goal all season long has been to grow as much as anyone in the country and then to try to see to it that we're playing our best at the end of the year. Um, we never, ever set out to win the Big East championship. That was not something that we said, hey, that's a goal. Because, I mean, if you're in a conference, of course you're trying to win the conference. If you play a game, of course you're trying to win the game. That's a given. It's more about having a willingness to do the things that go into winning, and that's where we put our focus. I love how much you guys are so process-oriented. Although the results matter, you're sitting here saying, like, we're focused on the growth. We want to see improvement and all of that stuff. So what, when you look at teams that have had success, what are the qualities that matter most to make a deep run here, to be alive, you know, deep into the NCAA tournament and really make history with this squad? I think the... The common qualities of successful teams, highly successful teams, that are able to play their best at the end of the year. And this does not include things that you've got to get a little bit fortunate and lucky, things that are outside of your control. But in terms of the things that you can really sink your teeth into focusing on, number one, relationships. Um, the guys truly, as we talked about earlier today, having a genuine care and concern for one another and playing and pulling for one another. Um, our guys have done a phenomenal job of that throughout the year, but that doesn't guarantee that it happens tomorrow or the next day or the next day, so we've got to work on it every day. That's number one, first and foremost. Number two is alignment, making sure that we have complete and total 100% alignment in terms of our vision, our process, how we're going to go about executing that process on the defensive end, on the offensive end, and it sounds so simple and sounds so easy, but the reality is we're talking about a complex organization with human beings who have different thoughts and emotions and expectations. And so we have to communicate on a daily basis to make sure that we bring ourselves back into alignment with one another. And the best way to do that is for our players, particularly our players with a decent amount of experience like Oso and Tyler and Omax, to drive that alignment. Is that about communication? Is that just making sure you talk about alignment? To me, that sounds like everybody's on the same page. And, you know, in any relationship, that's about being able to openly and honestly communicate. Communication is a huge part of it, Jen. But then it's also about doing. Because we can say we feel a certain way about each other in a relationship. We can say we're willing to do that. I'm willing to do this for you. You're willing to do this for me. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about, but it's about also doing it. Like, get your butt in alignment with what it is we're doing right now. And again, these guys are human beings. One of the things that I've really come to enjoy with this group is the media timeouts. Because it is an opportunity for our guys to come together during the middle of the game and figure it out. It's an imperfect game. Basketball is a game of mistakes. I mean, you could turn on a Bucks game right now, uh, the highest level 
players and teams in the world. And there's a lot of mistakes that get made. So certainly in college basketball, even more so. So in those media timeouts, our guys do a really good job communicating with each other and then walking out of that timeout and doing what it takes to be in alignment. That has to not only continue, but even improve if we want to be playing our best basketball at the very end. Coach, it has been a pleasure hanging out with you this season. We really appreciate you taking the time, enlightening us, bringing us into the fold so that we understand your philosophy and the way that you go about your business. It's been fascinating, and we just can't thank you enough for hanging well, out with us all I, season I, long I, on the Marquette Basketball Hour. I want to Hour. say thank you to all, everyone that's come. And we definitely have a season-high number of fans <laughs> here tonight. Uh, but I want to say thank you to... The folks that were here at the very first that's show right, that we that's did. That's right. Uh, and just want to say on Saturday, um, it, it, it's Al's day. It's senior day. It's our last home game. It's a sellout. And let's have an unbelievable celebration in terms of the energy that we bring, the connectivity we bring, and most importantly, an appreciation for everyone that makes Marquette such an unbelievably special place. So thank you guys so much. We will leave it at that. Be right back in just a moment. Here's game against St. John's is a blue out at Pfizer Forum. Can't wait to see you guys all out there. It has been a fantastic season here on the Marquette Basketball Hour, Marquette Thursdays at Dave & Buster's. Remember, no finish line. We are Marquette. Thanks, guys. Have a great one.